What's up, folks? Rebecca and Jen here, serving you up another double double dose of reality. We did our first TikTok. We did our yeah. first reel. We made palomas. They were delicious. They're delicious. It was good. I liked tequila. I liked it, and it didn't like hurt my stomach the way that other drinks might. We used Fresca for the grapefruit soda, which mm-hmm. is just like it's like it's like grapefruit zero, basically. Super easy to make, and again, mm-hmm. you can definitely do it on a budget. Always use fresh citrus. Mm-hmm. That's the key. The, 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 the little jar of lime juice is not the same thing. No. Fresh. Fresh is best. Freshly squeezed. Every week we'll be coming at you with more drinks. Mm-hmm. Filmed in my kitchen. From the batch bargain bartenders that we are. Edited on Microsoft PowerPoint. Episode 2. This was a good episode. This was a much better episode than last week. Um, there's so much to talk about. I went back to my old school notebook because taking notes on my phone just was not... The generational divide. Yep. You see the gap here again. <laughs> I was pen and paper. I still am for the most part. Yeah. Like even when I get sides and stuff for auditions, I have to write them out. Oh, same. And then I think just my years and years of post-secondary, like this is just how I've taken notes. I never took a laptop and took notes on a laptop. It was always just pen and paper. So I think for me, that's just faster now. Um, although being left-handed, I have um, some there interesting. There is nothing fast about being left-handed. There's nothing clean about being left-handed. You're you end up very messy. That's true. Okay, so episode starts. Katie's in a green sweater. I think green's gonna be her color. I want to know what the shot list is for the days when they have to film staring off into the distance. I also want to know what the call sheet looks like for a reality TV oh, yeah. show like this. You know, because you know that's a good question. Because you know when you get a call sheet. For a regular show. Yep, scripted show. It will break down what you're filming that day, like shot by shot. I wonder what it looks like for reality TV. You know, I'm very curious about that too. We should um, we should look that up and see if anyone's a are. producer, a PA, camera on the batch, any reality show, hit us up. Show us your call sheet. Let us know. Um, we kind of went back and forth for a second of the like Katie being with, with Tasha and Caitlin. We find out that there's going to be two group dates and a one-on-one. And we come into a date card number one. And we cut to this like Carl Justin who went, Carl talks a lot. And I see him now and I'm like, e- homie needs either a Xanax or a muzzle. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to describe every loud bitch. Yeah. On the face of planet Earth now forever is that. Bitch needs either a Xanax or a muscle. Yeah, it was, like, really intense. So I was like, okay, Carl, calm, calm Carl down, Carl. Carl's the worst. I hate oh, Carl. Oh, we will talk about Carl this episode. His whole, Carl's Ooh. whole energy is, like... It's the bad motivational speaker type. It's, Carl, it's not. like, you could be in the tampon aisle at a Walmart, and Carl would come up and tell you what to buy. Don't ask what you could do for your tampon. Ask what your tampon could do for you. Okay, so, on the card... We have Christian, Garrett, Trey, Courtney with a Q, uh, Mike P, and just a reminder that's the Virgin James, Justin, Thomas, Connor B, and Carl. (sighs) They go, they walk in, things are kind of lit up. You see petal hearts on a bed, which like Justin would appreciate because his painting was rose hearts on a canvas. (laughs) Um, they walk into the set, they highlight the vibrator, they create a mood with it. And Mike's like, after they just show the bras and the roses, he's like, 
we're surrounded by all this sex stuff. Oh my gosh. I thought his head was going to explode during this date. It was like, bro, that's flowers and a bra. This is just like walking into Target. Calm down. It's this whole idea that virginity has to equal some kind of nativity. And it's like, you can be a virgin for intercourse, but still have experienced a lot of intimate physical things. Mike P is a youth pastor. Yeah, so it's just like this whole thing where virginity equals, oh, I'm naive about everything. So weird. And that's where religion comes into play, I feel like. Versus if you, you're you someone who chose not to, like Ashley I, yeah. she's like, that doesn't mean I didn't do other stuff. That means I'm not experienced in other ways. It's just that I didn't go the full gamut because I didn't find the, the person to do that with. But in this case, there's that religion base. Because if you freak out over seeing someone's bra or a vibrator and this just, day and age. And that's just through the, no. whole, the whole scene where he gets more and more emotional. Oh my gosh, yeah. So we bring in Heather McDonald, who... She's a sex comic. Apparently she's well-known. She hosts a podcast. I don't know which one. Uh, Let's find out. Yeah, I don't I don't know her. Pause for Google. Her. Google fact check time. Heather like, McDonald sex. is an American actress, comedian, and author. Uh, she's known author. for her appearances on Chelsea Lately, okay. the spinoff show After Lately. She's at New York Times bestselling author. Yep, so she comes out. I hate how they always say, too, like... This is a good friend of mine. It's like, no, no, no. You bet. You met You've because never of the show. met this person before. Yeah, you don't have a history with this person. You don't know this. This I brought my good friend on. No, this ain't your friend. It's like, listen, if you listen to her podcast, cool. But other than that. And so she's like, I want to help Katie find the greatest lover of her life. Not just love, lover. And I'm automatically like, well, there goes my peace chances. And then she starts asking all these questions, like the biggest sex organ and the female is the brain. The brain. Who knew? Because the pleasure centers are all in there. Which I mean, I would say who knew, but then I think back on all my sexual experiences and how much for women, how much does like your mind oh, yeah. come into everything? Your mind plays a huge part. And then she's talking about erogenous zones, and then Courtney makes the comment like Oh, I should have paid more attention in anatomy class. They wouldn't have done that shit in anatomy. This this wasn't even part of sex education class. Are you kidding me? They never showed or talked about where the female, like, erogenous zones were. No, it was just like, don't get pregnant until you get married, and then that's your job. Like, sex ed was very, like, biology, sterile, like, facts. It had nothing to do with intimacy and pleasure. I never saw a condom on a single banana. I had to do that. Grade eight. And then, okay, so then some of the other questions were that, again, we, like, see Mike P just increasingly he's getting just cr- he's emotional. Sobbing. He's sobbing. Not even embarrassed, on. but just emotional. And it's like... Because he um, takes sex so seriously. So seriously. And it, so that she asks, "Go, uh, what's your go-to sex move? And he puts on his board a question mark, which if you don't know him, that might be a little intriguing to you. And then... She asked, when's the last time you had sex? And he put a question mark. And then she brought them to props. And they had to do a little uh, display of what will make them the greatest lover for Katie. Mike P put down a Bible and a a chastity belt. (laughs) 
Yeah. And, and this the, is, this the is other part. thing, too, is it's, like, this interjects between the other guys, like, having some fun with this whole sex thing. Like, they're talking, like, mm-hmm. missionary, reverse cowgirl. They're all having fun. Mike B is in the corner, like, sobbing. And he's just like, I take this so, take it so seriously. And, like, I'm saving that for my wife. And for my wife. And it's like, bro. Yeah. Chill. This whole idea that sex still belongs in the marital bed and between man and wife Get over yourself. like i've had more sexual awakenings and experiences after getting divorced than i ever had in my marriage okay so sex and marriage the link between that really just needs to go well and it's one thing if you want to save yourself for marriage whatever do whatever you want but it was his like shameful rhetoric that made him seem like he was morally superior because yeah. He was so emotional over this sex thing where the other guys were just having a good time. And just because the other guys aren't virgins, haven't waited till marriage, and are having fun, doesn't mean that they're also not taking sex seriously. No. As long as it's consensual and safe. Yeah. It can be fun. It can be romantic. It can be between people who are in love. And it again, can be between people who don't know each other as long as your STD screening is clean. And why is he on her season? Knowing that her story is as the sex positive bachelorette and some, having is, the, the vibrator and knowing that she's had sex mm-hmm. and will have sex. That's a producer move for sure. They're doing that shit to stir the pot. Like, why even put yourself forward for this? Because I think I think producers were thinking of the Luke P situation a few years ago and how that blew up on like Bachelor Twitter and shit. Mm-hmm. And I think they're hoping for round two. Then we move into this whole thing where they all like... One mm. at a time, write a, write a song, do a performance for her. They do a performance, yeah. Connor B went up first. So cute. This man, one of the lines he wrote was, the length of my affection is more important than girth. Which, I don't know, what do you think that says? I think it means he loves her more than his penis is long and wide. He's not a Coke can, he's like a Slim Jim. You can't be too aggressively large, because that's also mm-hmm. uncomfortable. That's true. Good. I liked it, because he, like, and his guitar and I like so the line cute. about his like he, he plays the piano so he's good with his fingers you know just enough that it's not gross but it's still like tickles your but fancy but it was so it was also it was delivered in such an endearing way mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. even when he was talking about being good with his hands and his girth and shit it was it was so cute yeah give him a hug <laughs> like he wanted to just be like oh hold me you're so adorable I love you I think Connor B's was the, was the best one. He was robbed. Oh, he was, he was absolutely fucking robbed. Robbed of that that trophy, that dollar Screw, store trophy. Stop, stop the steal here. Then we got Christian who talks about I'm gonna turn you on by cleaning the house and emptying the litter box, and then he just rips off his pants. I'll be honest, I do love a man who does the dishes. Oh, a man that cleans? Yes, without me having to tell him. We're sitting Holy we're sitting shit. on my bed right now, and my boyfriend made the bed before he left to go see friends tonight, and I walked into the room, and I was like, it means a lot. We love a bitch who cleans. Trey did some weird stuff with some animal puppets. Yeah, they, and, were, they um, were making out. They were making out and doing some other stuff, and um, throwback song, who don't know the song, the Discovery Channel, it really just, like, that song started playing in my head, like, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals, so let's do it like they do on the Discovery <laughs> Channel. That's what came to my mind. That song came out when I was in high school. I love it. And uh, there's a whole ass dance that goes with it, too. 
and a music video. So check that out if you don't know what I'm talking about. I absolutely love it. But that's what came to my mind because these were animal puppets just going at it. Courtney goes up and he's talking about how he's like the carrot. He can identify with, with the length of the carrot that he was holding up. I See, I missed the length part. I was like, skinny at the end? Yeah, Pointy? Yeah. They didn't really show that. It's pointy. <laughs> Garrett brought out the blind or blindfold and how the blindfold could also be um, like a tie-up thing, but didn't they didn't really show that. Justin made a reference to how he's good at, at painting. Didn't really show a lot on that. They skipped a lot of these guys' things. I think it wasn't it wasn't particularly memorable. And I think they were trying to get to they were trying to get to Mike's to Mike. He was the focus on this whole thing, which I also again will talk about after but like I don't like how the focus was all on the virgin Thomas held up her vibrator said you won't need this anymore I don't like that attitude you won't won't need this anymore bring it in make it fun bring it in bring it in I hate when men are like she won't need a vibrator with me it's like why not yeah have have a party yeah all three of you and she will still need it because you're not gonna be on 24 7 James spent the beginning of the episode saying how he doesn't want to be the box guy, and then he does the whole dick in a box. My dick in a box. Also, throwback for those of you don't know, search it up, SNL, Justin Timberlake, dick in a box. Lonely Island. Then we go to Carl. Holy shit, this was a disaster. Carl's a disaster. He had a banana and was like stroking a cardboard cutout of Katie with it. He had all these whiteboards. He was trying to do the motivational speech thing. Like, Listen, Carl. Things you need to do. A Xanax or a muzzle. <laughs> and the guys called him out for a mispronunciation of a word, and he got so riled up, like, "I'm not an English teacher. I'm a sex ed so teacher." Angry. And people were like, "Boo, get off the stage!" Like, if there was a giant cane that would have come out and t- <laughs> taken him <laughs> off, it would have been there. Drink. Um, until we got to Mike. Mm. He's like, "This is crazy because I'm going in like." a totally different direction than the other dudes and he's like yo katie can i can i get you for a minute can yeah. i grab you for a minute i do like that he was the only one to bring her up onto the stage i was hoping that one of the other guys would have done that i was hoping it'd be magic mike like yeah. a few years ago we saw thunder from down under in vegas oh god so and great. like i was hoping it would be like that kind of thing like where they like shook your shook their ass in your in their face yeah, like or like, if you're gonna take a blindfold out and talk about a blindfold, like, bring her up, blindfold her, make her, like, do some stuff. Do some stuff to her. But what did he say? He was... Okay, so he's first to grab her to stage, sits her on the bed, opens his book, and I was like, oh god, he's gonna read out a diary passage right now. He's fucking horrible. And it was basically, like, what I heard was um, that he's sacrificing sex and waiting till marriage so that for the safety and security of the woman. So he's doing it for the woman. No, bro. You not having sex until marriage does not necessarily make us safe and secure. And also, it can go the complete opposite direction, where the guy then realizes what sex is and starts lamenting the fact that he is now tied to one person, is not able to experience the wide range of stuff unless he cheats. Okay. Also, it ain't gonna last that long. He hasn't like, gotten out of his system. One thing in Carl's whole speech, he was talking about pleasing a woman for 17 hours of it of the day. Mm-hmm. First of all, too long. Second of all, in terms of Mike P, what's his wife gonna do for the other 16 hours, 59 minutes, and 56 seconds of the day if he has just lost oh his gosh. virginity? Yeah, because in the in the cocktail time afterwards, 
he's like, I feel sorry for my future wife because, you know, there's a lot of, lot of pent up there. And I was like, like, oh, bro, sorry for her too, man. You just admitted to Katie that you're going to last like five seconds. That's not going to be pleasurable for her at all. Gosh, Missy Elliott's song throwback. We're doing a lot, a lot of song throwbacks, but I I don't want no one minute man. I don't want no one minute man. (laughs) Don't want no one minute mic. No one minute mic. There's no magic in that mic. No, it's true. I feel like it's a thing in, like, evangelical communities to, like, write letters to your future spouse. I think more for the Mm -hmm. women than the men because, you know, they want to shame you into being a wife and a mom and blah, blah, blah. Nothing wrong with those things, but, like. But when there's shame involved with it or where where there's an expectation where you feel like if you're not those things then there's something wrong with you. There's a problem. That's where the problem lies, right? It was also very, it was very generic. It was like he had written this letter to, like, my future spouse. Yeah, my future wife, yeah. And it he wasn't too. He could have. He could have given it to any broad. Anybody. He probably has. Oh, I'm sure. I feel like it will. If he does get sent home, it will end with some sort of blow up over intimacy. Yeah, we we're very curious to see if it will be similar to a Luke P situation because we know that Katie is sex positive. We know that she's had sex and will have sex. And when it, if he sticks around long enough, to the point where the fantasy suites come into play. How is he going to react and judge her if she feels like she needs to do that with every man yeah. in order to see what the real connection is? Because I know I would feel the need I to. I would feel the need to, especially after what I've freaking gone through in my marriage. Again, marriage doesn't guarantee that the sex will be good, people. I always thought like the virgin before marriage thing was weird, but I think it's because I grew up with a mom who was like, she was really weirded out by virgins who got like married because mm-hmm. she was like you gotta test drive you gotta, test, you gotta drive. test drive the car before you buy it yeah and this whole idea that katie might have to like be the one to teach him everything Weird. and like we ain't got time for that like She's you can 30. learn she together has, she has shit to do you can learn together and figure out like what each other likes and stuff but for her to have to play like teacher and not in the fun role play way and then he gets the trophy which again i don't i don't like this idea of glorifying the virgin whether it be male or female the fact that we're putting this virginity up on a pedestal and just disregarding everybody else that put effort in that had fun with it that you know just because he's a virgin and talked that way he now gets validation i was yeah i was really disappointed with it because of that yeah because katie katie does the whole sex positive thing mm-hmm. and because his whole chat was it was really generic mm-hmm. his was just kind of like regurgitated mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. that's that was the vibe i got it was not no. i didn't like it i didn't i didn't i didn't like it go over to the cocktail hour i really liked her outfit little power suit, little bling. It was cute. I liked the little diamond thing in the front. I think these outfits that we're seeing fit her really well. Con- okay, so Connerby, he talks through his teeth. He does. He needs to relax his jaw a little bit. He's very, very tight. Yeah, do some do some jaw massage up in the hinge there. You know, relax Very yourself. tight. Um, she tells him that he is the first one that she remembered from the other night. How could you forget someone dressed in a cat costume? I don't know. How could we forget Goddard B? And he asked for a kiss redo because, you know, the whiskers came off on her nose. And um, and he said, because I, like, grabbed the back of your head like a claw. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to kiss her and grab the back of yeah. her head like a claw. And give a little, like, weird hand massage to the back of her head. Just a little. While swallowing her face. Like, he had to hold her in. Like, I... <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that, that feels good right now. I'm massaging Jen Tai. But probably for... not if you were kissing me at the same time. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. That's okay. <laughs> so, I don't know about this, like, redo to be better, but he just, like, But I stand Connor B, so. I do. I, I just think he needs to practice, maybe. I agree. Flash to the guys. Date card comes in. We find out. Greg is the one-on-one, but this is this is kind of different because usually the first impression rose is not followed up no, uh, by true. the one-on-one. Usually, it's the person like the second runner-up. Whole scene, Brendan was like, "I cannot believe it! I cannot believe that Greg got. I can't believe it was like. Did you think you were gonna get it? Well, like, what don't Listen, you believe? Listen, Gretzky, calm down. Out of all the people I would have thought would get it. I think if I was in that situation, yeah, just from like what the men see, I would have thought Greg because he got the rose. Like, he didn't pay attention to the show. Right, you were just right. like there. Right, you would have. That would have been the least shocking. If, right, if it had been like fucking, I don't know, Kyle with <laughs> date card number one, I would have been like, huh. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would have viewed it like, oh yeah, it makes sense. But also like, but she already gave him the first impression rose, so he has that validation. So why not take somebody else? That you didn't really get to know that well. Okay, and then we flash back to the cocktail. Okay, so this is where we really cringe with Carl. He is basically viewing this whole thing as a business venture and a deal that he needs to close. Like, he's so focused on getting the rose, but not, and we're going to say it, not for the right reasons. It's just so that he can appear as a winner. Yeah, it's true. Not because he wants to explore or intensify any connection with Katie, but just so he can be a winner and, and put it on his resume as I got the group date rose. Yeah. It's very like hustle culture. He's like, this mm-hmm. is the checklist and I'm going to win the bachelor. And so that's, oh yeah. Or he's, he's gonna, there or the he's gotten to beat the bachelor. He yeah. made a comment about like, he kind of talked and then afterwards he was like, she's eating this up. Yeah. When they had their little one-on-one thing and he was really smooth with the lines. And then he's like, yeah, she's eating it up. She's, that again just speaks to how so disingenuous he's actually being, and he's saying things that he thinks that she'll really react positively to in order to get the rose. Yeah, which is so scummy. And then, yeah, and then we see the Mike P conversation. Thomas, he's just tall, dark, handsome, has this mystery to him. He's like a, a romance novel figure. You're, you're saying that he's kind of the villain, he has a villain face to me. To me, he's got like the sexy villain thing going for him someone you probably shouldn't wind up with but you kind of just want to have fun with you know and he has fun with her because he he goes in with the kiss but not just for the kiss he pulls her on his lap oh my god they're making out he grabs her thigh and just like "Mm, yeah he's got this like quiet confident swag to him that i just like i'm attracted to that if his face wasn't wasn't creepy i would be into it as well and then, you know, you put that, put a bitch in your lap, you get a rose. So. You get the rose, baby. But she does that round thing that I think, she keeps doing it on every single thing where she's like, well, and you did this that I like. Matt did that. And you did this that I like. And yeah. little Jimmy, you put, you put your, you put your, your pencils away so you get a star. And yeah. you, you sat on the right square so you get a star. Her appreciation yeah. post. And this is something that Matt did last season that we actually... We started off appreciating, but then it just started to become patronizing. It got so annoying. Why do you need to feel like you need to compliment everyone and appreciate everyone and thank everyone and it loses its meaning? Because if you're like, wow, do your way to make me special, that means everything. But then they don't get a rose. I'm like, how much of that really meant anything? Right? Yeah. So the contradiction of like, 
are you actually being genuine with this? Or are you just throwing out bullshit to try to make us feel better because we're not getting the rose? So Thomas gets the rose and Carl's just like, I need to fix this, blah, blah, blah. And I think that's where he starts to hatch his plan for the end of the episode. Yes. 100%. This is where it comes up. Katie rolls up in the truck. Oh, yes. And she's like, those are some big ass turkeys. She rolls up in the truck for the one-on-one. Those are some big ass turkeys. Um, Greg goes out and they're in like matching. They're wearing the stuff. same outfit. Just different colors. <laughs> she greets him and her voice is so high pitched. Her voice went up like 10 octaves. And I was just like, that's the voice I use for my customer service. Right? That's my, um, that's my waiting tables voice. Yeah. I do like that she stays in the driver's seat and she drives him to the location. He doesn't just assume the driver's position. They do this camping, fishing. And Greg is rolling thing. up like the girl who all she packed to go camping for the day mm-hmm. was was a 12-pack of white claws. She got flip-flops, 12-pack of white claws, sunglasses. That's all she has. Yeah. And they're like, we're going to pitch a tent. And she's like, oh, um. He did I... not have a clue how to do this. And for someone who says he grew up fishing. I find this really hard to believe because I, I feel like that. camping and fishing kind of go hand in hand. I've been fishing like twice in my life, but I would not say that I grew up fishing just because I have mm. been in the vicinity of fish. <laughs> I don't feel the passion or the spark or the excitement from no Greg. I no. feel it from Katie for you him, but not the other way around. Because it's her ex-boyfriend. Well, that's the the ex-boyfriend vibes, right? Like she's like, oh, I'm so comfortable with him. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, because he reminds you of your ex-boyfriend. You're going back into the comfort zone, which hasn't worked for you, by the way. So maybe you should try going outside there of that. There very few times you should ever date your ex-boyfriend. Very few. Very few. Maybe there's very few people who that's ever worked for. Oh, yeah. That's an exception, not the rule. And she goes in deep, talking about how her dad had passed away. So contrary to what we were led to believe last week, her dad was a part of her life. Yeah, because she's talking about like they went fishing and did, and then but in last week's episode, it was like dad left when I was a toddler, when I was a baby. Her mom, her parents divorced when she was a baby, and it just showed with her with her mom. So we didn't get to see that dad was still actually in the picture. Yes, yeah, so she goes in and she talks about memories and um, memories all alone. Oh, stop! And <laughs> his response to her telling him all this like personal stuff which by the way is very heavy for a first date very heavy for like a first this date. is supposed to be a fun capping shitting in a bucket and it's got real heavy real quick but his response is like i totally understand he's like you know you can talk to me if you ever want to like talk about it like like don't think just because like we just met that like you have to hold that because like yeah. I, I care yeah. yeah i've known you all five minutes but i care it's like okay and she's already telling him, like, you know, you're, you're sticking around for a long time if you want to. If you want to. If you want me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Katie, you know, you don't have to be so desperate. You still have a lot of other guys to date. Please don't do the Claire thing. Greg has such bad hair. And just, like, pick one guy and super hyper-focus hyper on the one guy. Hyper-fix on him. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's Explore so, your it's options. So it's bad. so early on. Please. It's so bad. Please. There and well, and I feel like you can tell she's like, I'm not getting a lot out of this because she's like, I'm gonna go. And oh, she, she totally swallowed it back. She's like, Let, let's go fishing. Totally, let's go fishing. She was like, I regret saying anything. Yeah, we've all been there. Flashback to the mansion, the hotel. To the hotel. 
Next date card, group date number two, we have John, we have Andrew S., Kyle, Josh, Aaron, Brendan. Brendan. Because Brendan is gone. Canadian. Yeah. Brendan. Hunter and Cody. Mm-hmm. Group date number two. My next thing was Greg is so bland. Greg is yeah. like... He needs some, um, he needs some seasoning. Greg is like when you get fries somewhere and you're like, they're good because they're, they're like okay because they're fries, but like, they're not great fries. Mm-mm. Like, I can't, I'll eat them. But should I have eaten them? No. You know, I we can... want some, like, Cajun spice. We want some taco seasoning. We want some garlic oh, aioli. Fries, we want some, you know, we want some bam. There's no bam. No. And it got all, it gets serious again. We learn. Because now that, now, now Greg's dad has died. Yes. And Greg's dad fished and they fished together. And I was like, and I was like, where was any mm-hmm. of this information? When she was trying to find, she was trying to find common ground there, for mm-hmm. sure. And then they went to dinner a few hours later, and he was like, oh, I forgot, um, my dad is dead, Yeah. and we fished. And, and then Katie crying. starts crying, and he starts crying. I don't know, I don't ever, I don't ever buy it when it's like eight hours later, and they're like, oh, do you remember the trauma? Mm-hmm. I also had the trauma. And I understand that the timeline for The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is very sped up and you're supposed to learn a lot about someone in a short amount of time but god damn I just don't buy it this was a lot for a first go around you know and now they're in love that's it greg wins um, i don't see the fun there even there's no, no fun it's just heavy he'll he'll or be her ex-boyfriend him. again yeah but i was like he's getting the rose because they're both they're both crying and lo and behold they did they went to a truck which uh, was a cute setup. Yeah. it was a cute setup he got the rose. Mm-hmm. And what were their gen? Fireworks. I miss fireworks shows. Yes, they've canceled. I think they've canceled them again this year. Here, the celebration of light. Just too many people gathering down at English Bay and Spanish Banks and everything. I just want groups. I miss groups. <sighs> Soon. I Soon can't wait to go out. out in a large crowd and just like feel people sweat. It's a little gross. I yes. don't even care. I just can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. And then the thing about the fireworks is that all the, the other men guys can see can see them, which as well. I am kind of loving about these like quarantine seasons. Mm-hmm. Is that like if someone's on a date, mm-hmm. the other people can just go and see, yeah, and feel bad about it. And I love it's that. It's really funny. Okay, you wrote that he had Jed vibes. I felt Jed vibes because the whole time you're like Jed's a good guy. Jed is this. Jed is that. And then at the end, there was this bomb. But there you go. So I was like, I don't trust something here. We finally get some Tasha and Caitlin. And they're dressed like modern day cowboys. Mm-hmm. And they're sneaking into the men's room with pots and pans and waking them up at the ass crack of dawn. Yes. Loved it. I wonder if anyone had like some real bad morning wood where they were like, I cannot. I'm gonna need you, the camera to vacate the room. Yeah, what if they sleep naked? You don't know. They sleep naked. Morning wood. Mm-hmm. Those are my two biggest concerns. And they get them up and they put them in a truck in their underwear still. Just a little. It was kind of weird. Degrading. I don't. I, I feel like, like that, that was the kind of thing that if they did it to the women, people would fucking rage. Oh yeah, they would rage for sure. So they have them all change into their cowboy jeans and boots and hats and flannels, and they look pretty hot. Slow walking down the the they dirt did. drive. I was very impressed. 
Um, and then we see Katie and oh god, Tasha and Caitlin. And it's like the three of them, yeah, they decided on a theme and they were like, We're gonna match and dress like cowgirls for Halloween. Except, Katie, um, your mom said you can't go shopping with us, so we're gonna go shopping and you just you just wear whatever you think is fine. And so they look really cute, and Katie looks like got a fucking 12 year old mm-hmm. cowboy cosplay out of the cupboard. Yeah. She looked like she was 12. They were mud wrestling, okay? So they're gonna mud wrestle. Wrestle. They're gonna just wrestling. And whoever uh, wins overall gets to spend extra time with her. Yep. Okay. She uses the line, love is messy sometimes. Love is messy. No, girl. This is a misconception. Love should not be messy. Your Your partner may be messy. Healthy, positive love is not messy. No. That's a mistake. Even if he leaves his underwear on the floor. As long as the emotional stuff is fine. Yes, the emotional side should not ever be messy. No, no, it shouldn't. And if it is, you need to get out, get out of there. Should be in service it. announcements with Jennifer. Yes, but now they're gonna wrestle. They're gonna wrestle, and we have the. I team kind ups. of, I kind of loved this. I kind of loved I, the shirtless I, man wrestling. I liked it. I liked. I it did a lot. enjoy it. Um, listen, men have been objectifying us for years, so they yeah. get a turn. So first we have uh, Brandon versus Hunter. Who won? Brandon. Then we had Andrew versus Kyle. Who won? Andrew. Then we had Josh versus John. And everybody expected John to get whooped. But who won? It was a draw. It was a draw. Yes. Very last one. Okay, and this goes back to that weird scene last episode where everyone was like, did I miss something? One of them, was it Cody that went up to Aaron, I think, that said, I don't like you. Yep. Aaron versus Cody for this matchup. And this was totally the producers knowing that these two came from the same community. Community. They knew each other. They knew each other from San Diego. This was totally the producers move to put them together and have them fight it out like this. So we learned that they know each other from back home, from San Diego. And Aaron does not like Cody at all because of some kind of posting or his reactions to some stuff. Yeah, something something went down. Something went down does on social like media. Doesn't like him. And apparently Katie and uh, Tasha and Caitlin really picked up on that because as the other guys were kind of having fun with the wrestling, like these guys were throwing down. There was tension there. Yeah. And so Aaron actually wins overall. So he gets that extra time with Katie. And she just asks him straight out, like, what is this tension? I notice you have tension with Cody. That wasn't a regular, like, fun wrestling thing. What's going on? He tells her about the social media posts. And he kind of throws Cody under the bus there and says that Cody just wants to be on here to be famous. That he's malicious with how he reacts to things. And just overall, not a good dude. Not a good dude. And so he uses his time to do that. And then Katie then confronts Cody. Which, of course, he denies everything. He's like, I don't know where this is coming from. It is baseless. It's not fact. And then Cody grabs Aaron. (laughs) And the thing he's concerned about more is that is about Aaron keeping his mouth shut over the fact that they know each other. Yeah, not about not about any of the allegations that were made against him. But the fact that Aaron didn't keep his mouth shut over the fact that they know each other. Like, bro, who would have found that out anyway? So, like, that makes you think that there is something to hide and Katie picks up on it because she looks at his like facial cues he didn't get 
He wasn't surprised. He wasn't defensive. He kind of just like accepted it. Yeah. He didn't really have answers for it. And um, it was kind of nice to see the host in that moment act like a viewer. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in a normal season, the Bachelorette wouldn't pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Would just go along. And we'd all be sitting at home like, there's nothing here. Nothing behind his eyes. Nothing. Yeah. How do you not see that? But she picked up and I She picked that. up and there wasn't this like, I don't know who to believe. I don't know who to she trust. She was like, I don't believe she any of like, you fuckers. I be- I, she, she went by her gut, which yeah. I appreciate. And yeah, she was like straight out like, you know what, Cody? I'm sending you home. We already don't have trust there. You we won't really be able build to build that back. Yeah. Right? So there's no point in you staying, really. And the disappointing thing about this Cody going home is that we never get to talk about his zipper sales. Yeah, what situation. is being a zipper salesman? We never get to find out. And I'm hoping that's something they ask him for the mental Someone tell me. Someone. But yeah, he didn't even fight it. He was just like, okay, that's how you feel. And then she comes back and she's a little rattled because this is the first guy that she's really sent home that she's like, oh my God, he wasn't here for the right reasons. And then that whole insecurity comes to light. Which is kind of funny to me because it's like, hey, it's night one mm-hmm. or night two. On a nationally syndicated television show with 30 men, you don't think any of them are there for the wrong reasons? Well, especially as we've seen in the recent years with Instagram blowing up so much and social media blowing so much. And so many of the contestants then going on to get agents and becoming influencers. Katie ain't even there for the right reasons. Come on. So, you know, of course there's going going to be that. There always is. Because right. why wouldn't you also take the opportunity? Like, mm-hmm. we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked about this, that if you we were ever given a chance, even if you were serious about looking for love, mm-hmm. you'd be a damn fool to not realize the opportunity that's laid in front of you. For sure. I don't judge anybody for that. I could see how it would get annoying, mm-hmm. but I don't judge anybody for that. But I can't understand how that could be a huge fear, especially if you looked at, like, Hannah, again, Hannah B season, where she chose someone who, like, straight up just was horrible right and and had that i could see being more worried further into the season but like you still already have like 25 dudes yeah but if you're if you're constantly having the back of your mind and questioning whether this guy is here is this guy here is this guy here you're not gonna you're gonna shelter yourself and you're not gonna build any that's true connections with anyone right you're gonna prevent yourself from even allowing that i guess my, my idea is that like she's still weeding them out at this point Oh, yeah. You still barely know any of these people. Yeah. Right? So, like, your True. time's precious. Kick him out when, when you think you should kick him out. Oh, yeah. Don't wait to see if there's something yeah, that might see. develop kick there. Him out. Just goodbye. Which she did. So she goes off and she's like, I need a minute by myself. The guys kind of give her that. And then Andrew S. is the first one to go and check on her. Gives her a little huggy hug. Yeah. And just, like, reiterates, like, hey, you know, I, I know you're feeling like this right right now, but I am here for you. And then they connect over, like, childhood experiences. And then as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I called out. I was like, he's going to get the love that Rose. Yeah, so we see her talking to the other guys even after this, which was refreshing, too. Because usually when the Bachelor Bachelorette finds out that someone's not there for the right reasons or whatever. They have a freak out. They, they freak out and they end the, the cocktail hour. Kyle talks about how he wants passion. John talks about love, trust, and communication. Josh talks about how he had lost a lot of weight and actually for him taking off his, his shirt and doing the wrestling thing was a big deal, which I like um, when guys talk about body issues that they have as well. Yeah, I respect um, that. Hunter gives her a letter that he wrote. I would die of discomfort. I, I would absolutely, I would want to crawl into my own bones 
if someone gave me a letter mm-hmm. stood there in front of me and was like when we haven't yeah, established like a relationship yet yeah I would want yeah. to I would want to crawl up into my spleen and die if someone wanted me to read a letter they'd written me one day after we met yeah it just again it goes to show guys for any guys that might be listening girls don't always just gravitate to that stuff just because you see it in movies or hallmarks or whatever that doesn't go for every woman i kind of hate that katie has a real soft spot for it though that's her thing maybe it's been too long she hasn't had a boyfriend in a while the night ends with andrew getting the rose fast forward to the rose ceremony there's no rose ceremony we don't get that at the end of this no, episode the follow the cocktail the cocktail rose whatever. ceremony night I really hope that they don't do this. I want the rose ceremony at the end of the episode, please. I am once again <sighs> asking to end episodes in yes, rose ceremonies. Yes. Like we said, dress was really nice. It was a good cut. It was a good color. But the length made it very pageant-y. I kept looking. I kept looking at her sitting there and I was like, this dress is short. And then she would yeah. stand up and I was like, what? Yeah. I appreciated the big slit, but it needed to be short. And she would sit down and I'd be like, this dress is short. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't. She grabs Michael first because he wasn't on any date. He asked her, can I kiss you? And we talked about how that's not necessarily bad, but it's the way in which you're doing that and asking. He asked with this like little boy energy of like, can I kiss you? Can I kiss you? Ha 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 ha. Instead of, you know, feeling the moment and feeling that chemistry and the romance or whatever and be like, can I kiss you? It was more like, can I kiss you? Can I kiss you? And she was like, yeah, you can. And then it was so crazy. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. Okay. This is what the third, fourth, fifth reason why this is cringy, Carl. (sighs) Shady ass Carl. He goes to her and he decides to use this talk to say that there are other guys in there that he doesn't feel are in there for the right reasons that there's been some talk about some stuff very vague but he's not willing to mention any names even after she asked for it because she's like i don't have time to fish around fish around and try to figure out this on my own like if you know tell me because he's like well you've been through so much already and he's trying to fake protect her feelings I was like, no, bro, like she's straight up asking you. And by you not telling her, you're just adding more stress. And he was being so coy about it. He's like, I don't really want to add to your stress. And you could see her visibly getting more annoyed. Yeah, it's like, like that she per- rolls it's like that person who's like, I have something to tell you, but like, you're really stressed. So I don't want to tell you right now. And it's like, you're making me more stressed. Leave that person in so much anxiety. So, so no, you are not doing this in her best interest, even though that's what you said to her. She's like, I believe that. I believe that. No, she fucking doesn't. She's just going to now think about it, ruminate it about it, which she's now doing. So you're an ass. And then she comes. But you out. know he's only doing it to stir shit oh, up. Oh, for sure. He's trying to. He's, he's trying to get other guys out of there because he saw what happened to Cody. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh shit, she's gonna kick people out. This is how I become a. This is a how winner. I become a winner. This is how I get far enough in." He's like, "Listen, Katie was eleventh last season. She's the Bachelorette. All I need to do is make it mm. like three more weeks, and then mm-hmm. I'm in. That's mm-hmm. what he's gone in for." Yeah. And so she comes out with the wrong reasons speech. That we've seen and heard so many times before. If you're here for the wrong reasons, get the fuck out. 
the way she says that just sounds mm-hmm. so like I don't know there's something about it that I don't I do not like and the fact that like point is the door and stuff like what do you expect to get them right up right at that second they're not gonna stand someone's up someone's like well someone's gonna admit to that right now he's like you're right let me fix my pocket square and I'm out Goodbye. yeah she actually pulls Aaron and the look on his face. He looks like he looks he like a little kid who was getting pulled in the principal's office. He was like, what did I do? What did I like, do? Aaron, can I talk to you? Oh my god. Oh my god. He's like, don't hit me. Don't hit me. Yeah. Don't hit me. And it ended up being positive because of what happened with Cody. There was trust now built between them. Yeah. And so she she asked him, like, like, what's going on? Like, do you know more about what's being said or the other guy's intentions? And he's like, I am genuinely confused about this right now i don't understand where that's coming from he already told her about cody yeah he's like i hate this emotional manipulation and that's exactly what this is and then the men are like who who told her something who talked to her and then carl's like i will admit it i will be the bigger man and i will admit that i'm the one that brought it up and they're like why the fuck would you do that why would you cause her that stress and that stuff and then not even name names do you have any names? And I was like, he has a name. It's his own. Oh, it's so true. And Aaron comes back out and he's just like, dude, why would you do that? Like she's in there freaking out and you didn't even tell her who it was or given her any reasons to believe you. You've just done this on purpose to shit disturb. And Carl's like, listen, listen, listen to me. I'm not going to start things up. I'm not going to, I'm going to give the person an opportunity to fess up to what they're doing. And I'm like, you little weasel the episode ends with no rose ceremony no rose ceremony and i just saw on our twitter katie tweeted this next rose ceremony shouldn't be rushed the rate the wait will be worth it witness the shocky first see you next monday hashtag the bachelorette first of all where can i file a formal complaint mm-hmm. if this next rosary was not worth the wait mm-hmm. i want to speak to her manager yes well yeah that's all we have for the episode uh quite a bit in there we get to know some of the men quite a bit more, which is great. And um, I, I have a, a a top five. What do you have? Top three? What are we are we saying? Like these are our top five picks that are that, that they're going to be top five or our favorites. I'm not ready to choose a top like like a top four hometown okay. situation yet. These are just your favorites. These are favorites, but also who I think she's gravitating towards. Okay, as of right now. Okay. Mostly based on who she gave roses to already, because we didn't get a fucking rose ceremony. I feel like mine are very similar to yours. Okay. So number five, I have Andrew S. I would probably say the same thing. Yeah. They connected with their childhood thing. But I still get very best friend vibes there. I don't think I get the, like, passion that you need to have to take it to the next level. No. I think because she's logical and she's thinking, I don't know if I want to marry somebody who plays a professional sport that I've never heard of being played professionally in Europe. I don't know if she's put that much thought into it. I think that's where my brain would go automatically. I would go, what do you do? And he, if he said, I am a football player in Austria, I would go, oh, you play soccer. And if he went, no, I play American football. I would go, mm-hmm. that is not a real job that you can have in Austria. Uh, number four, I have Thomas, just because I got turned on by that lap kiss. So I'm damn sure that Katie did. So he's got that opposite thing where he, there is that passion and that spark and, and all of that. But can he be the Not other thing? I find him attractive. You don't. It's just the difference My there. number four is Greg because I don't like him. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, Katie does. Obviously, he has Katie. To, he, has he has to be, to be there, but he's low on the list for me. 
Yeah. Because I just don't, I don't see the appeal. Like, I don't either. He made uh, number three, like you said, just because Katie is so obviously into him. So he's going to be sticking around for a while. I just, there's something there that I don't, I don't trust. I don't know why. My number three, I would say, is Aaron. Because she obviously trusts him a lot because they're homies. Okay. And he's going to give it to her straight. I don't get romantic vibes. Gotcha. Number two, Connor B. I like the song. I like the conversations. The kiss, dude. Like, ooh, that, that is throwing things off. And so it, I, for me, if I didn't feel it in the chemistry and the kiss, eh, you would be you would be friend zoned pretty fast. Number I think two. I might have missed one. I think I only had four. Maybe. Maybe I skip a spot and Connor B is just my one and two because I love him. <laughs> I just, yeah. that song he wrote, Greg could never. <laughs> and then the, the, my number one was Aaron for this episode, just because the trust thing has been established with them now. And that's a huge deal. We'll have to see if they can have that like chemistry and that romantic connection as well. But the fact that she has the trust there enough to pull him aside and ask him, like, I trust you to be honest with me, I think is a huge thing. And I do get that kind of like genuine feel from him and that he is being protective of her but not in a manipulative way that like Carl is number one Aaron number two Connor B three Greg four Thomas five Andrew S I guess I only have four so my number one is Connor B my number two is Aaron my number we're gonna skip number three my number four is Greg (laughs) and my number five is Andrew S maybe no I'll put Andrew S at number number three Greg is still last on my list I'm not Greg convinced I'm not a Greg stan A lot of people have already picked him as the winner. And that's it for that. Updates for you guys. Um, So Ari and Lauren, they had babies. They had twins. So congratulations for the healthy babies there. Um, Last week, we said that Chris Harrison was negotiating the end of his contract. Well, it came out pretty much afterwards, straight away afterwards, that he's gone. And Eight re- figures received a huge severance package. That is at least ten million dollars, right? Something. That like is at that. least ten million dollars. That's insane. I don't know. It's it's kind of frustrating to to see that because also like what has he really learned? How has he grown? Like we'll never get to know or see that. I mean, I have doubts that any other show is going to pick him up for anything. So fair. He doesn't need it though. Yeah, He's got but I but I mean, you're only in your fifties, right? It's like if you ever want to work again, he'll get jobs because people still stand by him. You're you're not wrong, but I also think that despite the pull of conservative America, we've seen it happen with you know them pulling businesses out of Georgia with heartbeat bills and doing things like that, right? Like the the liberal audience is still going to have more control than conservative America does in terms of media. So I don't think that he would get hired by a major network like that for a hosting position again. I think that's his only real consequence. No matter how much people like him, I don't think any network would be willing to face the backlash. Not right now, but maybe a few years down the line, he might come back. So he's out of the franchise officially. I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And let the journey continue.